Hello, everybody, and welcome to Three Words, a podcast about simple yet strategic choices that help us in becoming the best version of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Brown, and as a business consultant, as a life coach, I have seen over and over and over again how significant choices really can change our lives, that among my family and friends and colleagues and clients, that every moment matters, that each choice counts. And more can happen in one minute, quite honestly, that can happen in an entire month when we are committed to executing positive, powerful choices in our lives. It's a real privilege to be here with my very best friend, Bo Johnson, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, here in Northwest Ohio for this particular podcast. Bo, you're one of my very best friends. We have journeyed through so much life together, and I'm excited to be able to talk about these particular words, which are... Today, we're talking about choose to hate. So what's interesting about this podcast is that I love the fact that these three words, when when looked up on the podcast, the menu is very clear what we're going to be hearing today, but this is a little bit unique. Learn or choose to hate. Yeah, usually when we talk about hatred, it's something we're trying to get rid of. Hatred is a word we want taken out of our society. The word even makes us feel uncomfortable, doesn't it? It does. But this particular podcast is about, and we've talked about this even beforehand, that reality is my friend. Talk to us about that. That's right. So all of us want to make changes. All of us have something that we wish we were doing better, we wish we could do in the future, we wish we could cut out. And so many of us are not doing it. We know what we need to do, and we're not doing it. And when we see something that makes us feel uncomfortable, what are we tempted to do? We look away. Sure. We look ourselves in the mirror physically, and we don't like what we see, but we don't want to look there. We look at our relationships, and they make us feel uncomfortable about a relationship with our dad or our Mm -hmm. brother-in-law or something. And instead of looking at it and acknowledging it for what it is, we look away. So we're not only just looking closely... We're actually choosing to hate something. And I'm guessing as we're talking this having this conversation, we are choosing to hate, if I can use the word, the status quo. That's right. Mediocrity. We are choosing to hate the status quo. What we typically do is we avoid the status quo. We ignore the status quo. We don't want to look mm. at the status quo. But here's the secret to overcome our resistance to change. We need vision for the future. Yes. Sure. We need clarity about next steps, but we have to hate the status quo. So we actually have to hate our current reality more than the fear that we face when we think about changing. That's right. Because any change is uncomfortable. Any change means that I'm Mm. leaving what's familiar and going towards something that's unfamiliar. And I think about this a lot where we think about as a human society and as a humankind that we value control and we value comfort and we value convenience. And anything that kind of begins to press up against our control, our convenience and our comfort, we begin to recoil against. And so what you're describing to me even here today, Bo, is that we want control and we want comfort. And so it's easier just to look away. And not actually face our reality. It is. But here is what we know is true, but we don't face. Okay. Is that if we don't do something about it, a year from now, we will not have become anybody different. Hmm. So we've got to look the reality in the face of whatever it is, our health, our financial patterns, our relationship status, and say, I am so dissatisfied with the status Hmm. quo. I am so uncomfortable with it that that discomfort outweighs the discomfort of taking a step, of doing something about it. Because you know, signing up for that gym membership, 
takes some work. It's uncomfortable. Picking up the phone to call that distant family member takes some work. Signing up for a financial planner (laughs) takes some work. It's uncomfortable, and we're not going to do it until our uncomfort with the present outweighs our discomfort with um, that first step. Yeah, yeah. When it's interesting you said that, because even as you're talking, these thoughts are kind of rolling into my mind. This idea that we really do feel like discomfort in uncomfortable situations, scenarios, and choices are the enemy. And yet, I'm guessing most of the uncomfortable choices that we could make at any given moment are actually positive. Because typically it's the negative choices, and the reason we make the negative choices is because in the moment, they don't feel negative. They actually feel pleasurable, they feel temporarily satisfying. And so I'm just proposing, just on the spot here, this idea that discomfort is actually our friend. And that uncomfortable situations, if they're feeling like I need to make a choice, but I'm kind of going, no, 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 it's uncomfortable, it's likely that it's actually one of the essential ingredients to becoming the best that version of yourself. so, so true and so good. You know where we see this happen is when somebody gets that health status or gets that red flag mm. that's like, if you don't change, this is what's gonna happen. If you don't change your health, a heart attack is coming. You know what you see more often than not is they're willing to then step on the treadmill. They're willing to eat those kale chips. If you don't, here's what's going to happen. So, so well, immediate consequences when we feel the reality of our choices in the yes, present. Because yeah. we don't think that the person a year from now mm-hmm. is us. It feels like it's somebody else. We treat that person that's five years down the road as if it's a different person than us. So here's what I want to propose to you okay. today is one of the ways that you can choose to hate is make a calendar appointment today. For a year from now and describe what it will be like if you don't make a change. Oh, I love that. If you don't sign up for the gym membership, if you don't call your mom, if you don't decide to read a book, what's going to be true about you? And that will make you feel so uncomfortable that I propose it will help motivate you to take that first step. Because we're believing this lie. And I've mentioned this in other podcasts, but this idea that we're going to somehow magically wake up someday having become the best version of ourselves yep. without being the best version of myself in this moment in all the different dimensions. You've heard me talk about the different dimensions of a human being's life, the physical dimension. Mm-hmm. Imagine what it looks like to hate, to choose to hate um, those physical deficiencies, particularly our poor health yes. that we can tackle today or even in the emotional realm, the emotional dimension that I can choose to hate bottling up my emotions. In many ways, it's more comfortable to bottle up my, bottle up my emotions. But if I choose to hate bottling up my emotions in light of the fact of what you just described, that a year from now, if I keep bottling up my emotions, I'm either going to implode or explode. We can actually take the principle that you've just shared about thinking about who I want to be a year from now in all the different dimensions of life. If we do that, if we set that calendar appointment, we actually will hopefully feel a little uncomfortable, yep. but also have the ability to begin making choices now that touch that space 365 days from now. Because what I'm finding is people so often want to change, but they refuse to choose. Yes, They want to change, they want to be this person down the road, but they somehow disconnect their choices in the present from the changes they want in the tomorrow. Yep. Here's my advice to everyone who wants to change. Stop thinking about change. Stop focusing so much energy on change. I would say spend the time that you just described, that calendar event, Mm -hmm. that one year, think about what I want to change, who I want to become, who I don't want to be a year from now, but then step away from that and focus no more on the change, but on the choice. 
And, and I tell my clients this all the time. You can't change. You can't. It's too big. Yes. But you can choose. And as you choose after choose after choose, make choice after choice after choice, day after day, moment after moment, minute after minute, you will wake up one day and be like, wow, I'm different. Yes. I have changed. But the only way to do that, from what I'm hearing you say, is to hate the status quo and the mediocrity of my present so much so that I'm willing to actually not change, but make choices That's right. that as they're repeated over and over again will actually lead to change. Yeah. And I think in my own life, Bo, if I can be transparent, one of the reasons that I have not embraced change in particular areas of my life or even pursued the change through powerful choices is that familiarity, it actually has a really strong appeal to me. Yeah. And when I think about who I want to be in the future that I'm not today, the familiarity of today, the fact that it feels normal to me, even if it's toxic, even if it's troublesome in my life, the fact that it feels familiar keeps me from making changes, yes. even though I know mentally and cognitively and intellectually that down the road, if I make those choices, those changes out of this familiar place actually is going to be beautiful and fantastic. Yep. We will almost always take the familiar pain over mm -hmm. the unfamiliar pain. We'll almost always take what we're used to and comfortable with, even if it's painful, over the unknown pain that we're facing. I want you to think about um, this like it's a narrative, almost like it's a movie. Okay. And here's what I do to be vulnerable for myself is something difficult that's happening in my life, I'm most likely to say, this is happening to me. It's so easy to take the victim mindset of, uh, I was given bad knees. I have, I have chronic headaches. That was something that was given to me. And do you know what? That makes for a terrible movie. The person who's in, a, if somebody with you are watching a movie and a character just says, oh, this is just happening to me. No, you know what you're cheering for that person to do is to saying, I'm the star of this movie and I'm going to own it. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get over yeah. it. I'm going to make the choice. We stand up and cheer at the hero who is broken who yeah. has a difficult circumstance and then who takes up their life and makes a decision to get moving, to own it for themselves. Most individuals, Bo, who hire me to be their life coach, it is because they're facing the fact that they don't like their status quo. Hmm. The first thing I do when I meet with a new client is I have them write at the top of a piece of paper, what are they most frustrated with? What do they not like? What is something wow. in their life that is mediocre or that they want to change? Yes. And then I have them draw a line down the middle of the paper. On the left-hand side of the paper, I say, I want you to write down every single circumstance that is contributing to this frustration. Wow. And then on the right side of the paper, I want you to write down choices that you are making that are contributing to this situation. Wow. You're not going to be surprised to hear this. But what happens on the left column, down the side of the paper, with all the circumstances, they just go and go and go and go and go. They even flip the paper over and keep writing more. All these circumstances that are happening, as you described, wow. to me. And then I have maybe one or two choices that they've listed yeah. that are contributing to the frustration. How disempowering, how demotivating to actually live a life where you think the reason I'm frustrated is because all these things outside of me are happening to me versus owning, and use the term ownership, owning my choices. Most of the situations that we're in today, most of the difficulties and the disappointments of our life are not a result of circumstances, but a result of the choices that we are making. That's right. But we don't want to admit that. No. We don't look at that. We don't see our reality, or like you described, we ignore our reality. And so then we continue to live in this very mediocre existence that 
quite honestly, is sad mm-hmm. in that we're going to land at a place that we've carved out at the end of our life. I want to make a promise. And the promise goes something like this. Change is possible mm-hmm. through the power of the single choice, repeated over and over again. But we also need to realize that that which is the most positive for our lives will never, ever be comfortable. That's right. We have to go right through that discomfort and we have to choose to hate. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.